Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. We've been talking the last few weeks about the keys to the kingdom, and we've talked about faith, and we've talked about love. We're going to talk today about perseverance. Some versions actually intertwine faith and perseverance, and so we'll be talking about both aspects of that. As we look today, we're going to look start by looking at James chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I know the New King James uses patience rather than perseverance. But we're talking about this issue today. I, before we really get started on that, I want to just hit on, consider it pure joy when you face trials. Usually for most of us, when we face a trial, joy is not the first thought that comes into our head. It's not the first feeling that comes into our mind that, oh, wow, this terrible thing has happened or this minor terrible thing has happened, whatever it might be. I'm going to rejoice in it. I'm going to take joy in it. I'm going to consider it pure joy. That's not our human nature. But we are told to live not by sight, but by faith and to realize, as he tells us here, the reason why we can consider it pure joy is because God's using it for our good. He's using it for our benefit. He's using it to develop patience or perseverance in us that we might be made mature and complete. So the next time you have whatever happens, maybe your washing machine breaks down. Maybe your car has a flat tire in the middle of the rain if it ever rains again in Chico, California. Whatever happens, somebody gets sick, somebody gets hurt, realize that God is using whatever this is for your benefit. It is not happening. I, I, I heard this not too long ago. It's not happening to you. It is happening for you. It is not something God's... People say, why is God doing this to me? No. Why is this happening? God is doing this for me that my patience, my perseverance will grow, that I might be made complete. And, and back to the text here in James chapter 1, he says, and that, remember we talked about that the, the keys of the kingdom, keys of the kingdom of heaven are the commands, the statutes, the judgments, basically God's word. So here's God's word. He says, my brethren, count it all joy. Well, well that's the key right there. Because the opposite, if you don't count it all joy, you're going to remember we talked about emotions or thoughts, whatever you're thinking on. If you're thinking on the negative aspects of the situation, you're going to move towards that direction. But if you think on the positive of that situation and what God said about it, 
you're going to move that direction. You're going to always move in the direction of your most dominant thought. So if he tells me to count it all joy, and I actually not just hear that but do that, because the Scripture says if you're not just a hearer but a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. So now if I do this, if I count it all joy when I'm going through a trial, some tribulations, he says uh, knowing something, knowing that it's a testing of your faith. And here's the thing about our faith, because we walk by what God says in his word and not by the circumstances. That's what it means, walk by faith, not by sight. He said, your faith is always going to get tested. Well, the enemy of our Lord is going to test us. Satan, as soon as you pray a prayer, he's going to come and try to throw everything in your path to get you off of the word of God. So that's why your faith's going to get tested. He's going to bring up the situation, the circumstances. He's going to highlight it. He's going to bring people in your path to get you to try to speak on it. I remember I I was just thinking about this this morning, a brother in Christ. I would always, I'm always standing on the promises of God. And he would always ask me this question. When I say something or when I'm speaking in line with the word of God, he's like, is that by faith or that's by sight? It's always by faith because the just shall live by faith. So he was trying to, the enemy was using him to come to me to try to get me to think, of the facts instead of on the word. So he'll try to get, pull me down. The Bible says, since you've been raised with Christ, seek those things where he is. Scripture says we're to call things that be not as though they were like Abraham. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Well, Abraham, his name was Abram at first. And then God changed his name. His name meant father of many nations. So what do you think Abraham started calling himself? Well, Abram, what do you think he started calling himself? Abram. And the scripture says, because faith comes by hearing. He kept on hearing his new name and kept on believing what his new name meant, father of many nations. And his faith started growing. So the scripture says that, um, I was not going through the scriptures. <laughs> the scriptures say, oh, he was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded that what he, God promised, he was able to keep. So as he kept hearing the word about counting all joy, he got fully persuaded that God was going to do what he said he was going to do, which in Abraham's case was make him a father of many nations. Well, has that manifested today? The Bible says Abraham is the father of us all. He's a father of faith. And Abraham, again, believed God for a child. But he had to keep believing what God said and not the circumstances. The circumstances says you're over 100 years old and the deadness of your wife's womb ain't nothing jumping off. But he had to believe what the word of God says. An angel of the Lord came to Abraham and said something. Actually, he said, I am your exceeding and great reward. Abraham kept on saying, okay, <laughs> I believe it. So back to this scripture, he says, count it all joy. So you have to actually do that. A lot of Christians, they want to hear the word, but they don't want to do it. So like we're talking about perseverance, one of the keys of the kingdom. You have to have, you actually have to employ perseverance, which includes Patience. You have to do that. You can't be all anxious. Scripture says, be anxious for nothing. Remember, we live in a microwave society. We want everything quick. Prayer don't get answered in three minutes. We, we didn't cast away our confidence. And the scripture says in First John, this is the confidence that we have in him. Whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us. But he also tells us when we ask, we got to ask in faith, but we got to employ some patience because God's always working something out in us. It's the process. Well, it took years for Abraham 
to finally have a son. Right. Right. So, so you know, it does. It it gets to the point where we live, as you said before, in a microwave society. So much so that the microwave isn't even fast enough anymore. We just want to open the package and eat it. We don't even want to heat anything up. We just want to open up a package and and immediately go to eating. We get into a line like at the drive up and the. And there's three people in front of us, and somebody orders more than we think they should, or is taking longer. We're getting impatient. We don't even want to get out of our car. We're just going. So everything has to be fast, and that's how we've kind of got with God. We want Him as soon as we say a prayer, answer it right that minute. Well, we have to realize that we have to persevere. The Christian life is not a sprint; it is a marathon. We are. We need to persevere in life. Now, the reason why we need to persevere is because. Sometimes things don't happen the way we want them. We do face trials. Trials are real. Don't ever think that when Vince and I are talking, we're telling you that you'll never face a trial ever again. God will just smooth the way. It'll all well, he be just told you in his word you were going to have it. The testing of your faith. Right. So sometimes people think, well, just because I'm a Christian now, it'll all be peaches and cream. There'll be nothing bad will ever happen to me. God will just smooth the way. We are going to face trials in this life. Some of those trials are big. Some of those trials are small, but we're all going to face trials during our life. And it says, what are we going to do in the face of that trial? And this is, I think, where a lot of Christians, something that we're all working on all the time. I know. I'm, gonna, I'm about to share something here. This is one of those things that I constantly am working on to consider it pure joy when I face a trial. I remember about 15 years ago, my daughter was moving down to Irvine, and we're driving around with her. And the next day, my wife and I are going to be coming back to Chico. Her car breaks down. Now, I must admit to you that the very first thought in my head <laughs> that the devil was, <laughs> was not, praise the Lord, this car broke down. Right. I think, if I remember right, my first thought was, this stupid piece of junk. And so, you know... Here's a trial. It's not a big trial. It's not a huge trial, but it's certainly not what I'm thinking because we had made plans. We were going to do some stuff that afternoon. Now I realize, no, we're going to be fooling around with this car for the rest of the day. But you know what? The next day, and even before then, I realized, you know what? If this car is going to break down, this is when I want to break down. I'm with her. My wife's with her. We're going to get this all taken care of before we leave. And it's not like tomorrow after we're gone, she's going to be on the road somewhere by herself trying to figure out how this car is going to get fixed. And so it, it was almost as if rather than God had done something bad that day in the car breaking down, he actually gave us a blessing in that we were still there when it broke down. And as you were saying that, I'm thinking, of, and we know all things work together for the good. Right. See, so God is actually working. <laughs> if the car the breaks down day. the next day or the next week, Stand it. it's it's not so good. And so he worked it out that it was a good thing that it actually happened when it did. Now, Especially in the for heat, your daughter. <laughs> of course. So in the heat of the moment, I'm like, man, stupid car breaking down. And yet, in the cold light of it, as you stop to think, then you say, well, praise the Lord that it actually happened when it did in the way that it did, and he was taking care of her, and he was taking care of us. And so, this is how we need to look at, and I think that really strengthened my faith in some ways, because it just brought, in a very real way, what the Scripture says. And so... Count it all joy. Right, right, so that when (laughs) things have happened since then... I do. I'm more able to count it joy because I know somehow God's going to work this to the good. 
And I think that's where we all need to be in our Christian life, that as these things happen to us, they will happen to us. Trials will come, some of them big, some of them small. Even in the face of them, we need to be able to count it joy because God is doing something. He's developing our perseverance. He's making us more perfect. He's making us more complete. God is at work in our life in those things. Well, and again, Jesus told us in the Gospels, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And the Bible also tells us that this is the victory that overcomes the world, our our faith. And then Jesus told us to have faith in God, and God and his word are one. So when we placed our faith in God, first of all, when we received Jesus as Lord and Savior, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. We belong to him now. And now that we belong to him, belong to the kingdom of God, he said, I'm going to give you some keys or some, I like to call it too, the wisdom of God to live successively because God's will is his kingdom will come and be advanced on the earth as it is in heaven. So he says, since you're representing this kingdom, I'm going to give you some keys to live successfully here. And one of them you're going to need is this key called perseverance and or patience. You're going to have to employ this. You can't blow up every now and then you have to. And I'm reminded of scripture says, as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall never cease. There's going to be seed, and, and, and seed time and harvest means to me process. There's a process. Again, in a microwave society, we don't want to, we want the process to be boom. But in, in the kingdom, there's a process. God's always working something out. He's revealing something to us. He can do things. Yes, Jesus and God can heal just like that. But a lot of the deliverance and stuff, it, it's a process. So if you're being delivered or set free from something just because it didn't happen like that, and I know a lot of people, they haven't got it just like that, but it's a process. And I remember with me, with with smoking and some of the things I did, it was a process. Still now, the Scripture says he's uh, faithful to keep that which I have committed unto him. He who, he who began a good work in me will complete it. Will complete it means a process. So in this process— of sanctification, of transformation, I have to be patient. I have to persevere. I can't let the first little thing get me off course. Cause, you we know, can't quit just because a hard time well, came. Well, yeah, because you know what? We still have this flesh, which has a sin nature. <laughs> it, wants, it doesn't want to persevere. It wants to go and get, go back to what's comfortable. But the Spirit... Jesus said, the words I speak to you, the spirit of life, the spirit of God is telling us you'd have need of patience or perseverance for after you've done the will of God. He says that. He said, but let patience or perseverance have its perfect work. Perfect work. That's process again. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. He said, when you let the process happen, you're going to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I tell people all the time, don't beat yourself up because you're not where you think you should be. It's a process. We're all going through a process. That's why he says, be ye transformed by the renewing. Renewing means process of your mind. Go ahead. You know, well, and it is interesting that you say that because it is a process. We're not any of us perfect right now. We we are constantly on the I'm move. still being processed. You know, the interesting thing, and so somebody say, well, you know, maybe James was just a masochist or whatever. Paul says exactly the same thing in Romans chapter 5 when he says, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, 
Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that sufferings produce Produces. perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So he says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because our sufferings produce perseverance. So James says basically the same thing. Now Paul says the same thing, that we need to rejoice (laughs) in our suffering because it will produce perseverance. And my translation says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. And here's what glory means, because we've been purchased with the precious blood of Christ and that latter scripture because the holy the love of God has been poured out in our heart that's why we can glory in those tribulations. Right. It's only through the Holy Spirit. Well, because greater is he that's in me. See, because so our no, human nature is not to glory right, in right. suffering. So here's the thing. I tell people all the time, we seem to forget. That's why it's important to be a student of the scriptures. When you get born again, you now have the ability to use God's ability. Faith comes by hearing. If you're not hearing that constantly, you think you're, I just got saved and I'm by myself. No, you have the host of heaven with you. That's why we're talking about the key, the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said, I give you the keys. Whatever you bound on earth is bound to heaven, whatever you lose. He said, whatever you allow, heaven's got your back. And we keep seeming to forget that. We got angels. Scripture says he's given his angels charge of us, and they keep us in all our ways. They encamp around us. Scripture says in Hebrews, angels are ministering spirits. They're here to minister for those who have inherited salvation. That's us. But if you don't know you have angels, and, and the Bible says the angels hearken unto the voice of the word of God. When we speak the word of God, the angels are on assignment. And you have to employ your angels. What's the use of having angels if you don't use them? What's the use of having servants if you don't use them? No, you have to. A lot of people don't believe they have angels that God's given angels charge over them. He's given them ministering spirits. Remember with Daniel and the archangel Michael, he had sent for him because Michael was a fighting angel. So we ha- we have to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will, and you have to start practicing. You have to utilize it. Find out what the keys are and then start utilizing them. And back to this key, patience and or perseverance. That's a key, and I'm learning that more and more. It, I have to go through the process. Find another example. Somebody went through the process. Joseph. Oh, we know the story of Joseph. He had these dreams. God was going to hook him up, and he was just going to, everybody's going to be bowing to him. Well, it didn't happen just like that. Well, see, it didn't happen the way he thought it would. Right. He wanted. He thought it was going to happen probably next week. <laughs> but he had to go through well, the he process. Was, he was never leaving home. He was just going to be at home, and it was, all well, this was going to happen. Well, we understand at the end it was a process, because I always tell people from the pit, to the palace, because he went in the pit, to the actual palace was the end. There was a whole lot of process in the middle of that. And it wasn't all good process. Oh, oh there you go, right there. That's why you need you have need of perseverance. And he said, let patience or perseverance have its perfect work. Do you know how many people, if, you, if you're not operating in the spirit, if you're not listening to God's word, time he gets thrown into prison, <laughs> it's time to give up. God's not real. God's not helping me. God's not doing anything. I might as well give up. Richard, he would have. Most people would have gave up when they got thrown in the pit. Right. I mean, God's not. You know, this didn't happen to me. God's God must God's not forsaken be real. me. He's forsaken yeah. me. And that's why he said you have need of perseverance. No, I make all things work together for the good. God's like, you think I didn't know they was going to throw you into a pit? I'm all knowing. 
You didn't think I didn't know they was going to sell you to some slave traders and they were going to sell you and you're going to be a slave in Potiphar's house. Think I didn't know that. You didn't think I didn't know they was going to put you in the prison and the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker was you was going to minister to them. I'm all knowing. I'm processing you. Same thing today. I tell people the scriptures just reveal to us who God is. He's always processing us. That's why you say you have need of perseverance or patience. Well, see, and that's what James and that's what Paul's talking about in Romans is this whole idea that these things God is using for our good. So so when something (laughs) happens to us that's negative, it's not as if God has forsaken us, that God is doing something terrible to us. God (laughs) is actually doing something good for us. Now, that takes a complete transformation of your thinking. Praise the Lord. Because, you know, and this is why we, we hearken back all the time that you need to be renewed by the transforming of your mind. Because this takes a complete transformation of our thinking. Because our normal thinking is when something bad happens, that means that somebody either did something bad, we did something bad, something, we're being punished somehow. God has forsaken us and is punishing us somehow. No, God is going to use it for our good. So our mind needs to be transformed from, wow, why has God forsaken me? Why has God let this terrible thing happen to me? To thanking God because he's going to use this and, for our and thanking good. him that he declared in his word that he never leaves you nor forsakes you and that he makes all things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. I was just with a loved one this weekend at a federal uh, prison camp here in California. And that person was just telling me how much they've increased in the knowledge of the Lord's will since they've been there and how, they see the hand of God and how he's using them in that situation. Well, God, and it reminds me of Joseph. And when you started seeing what God's doing in the midst of your trial, your tribulation, scriptures, just says, and we glory in suffering, knowing, oh, knowing doesn't come out of your mind. Knowing comes out of your spirit. Right, because the normal, <laughs> natural human mind is not to glory in right, right. tribulation. Well, here's the thing. There's some other Christians in the same uh, prison institution Oh, they're, they're, they're crying. They're whining. They're, they ain't counting it joy, and they're just, they just gave up. But this particular person here, they're, they're in their faith on fire. And we have to know that God works. God's not limited to places on the earth. Well, you know why? Because greater is he that's in you. He's in you. He just said in the scripture, he's poured out his love in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. You know, why is it that sometimes people think God can only work in a church building? You know, that's the only place people can get well, you healed. Know what? It's the only place people can get saved. It's the only because we've God been religiousized to believe that. We've been we've been taught to believe that. I remember asking a, my niece one time. I say, "Where is the Lord at?" I was just testing her. She's like, "Oh, he's in the building, the church building." I say, Ank. "No, he's in you." And I had to refer to what the word says. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. See, wherever we are. There he is. God. And the scripture says he put the kingdom inside of us. And then he said, I'm going to give you the keys or the wisdom or the knowledge to operate in this kingdom. I'm going to give them to you in the knowledge of me through my word. Now, you have to draw near to me and receive these keys, and then you got to use them. 
back to the key we're talking about today, perseverance. you got to employ perseverance. See, I tell people all the time, God is not in our church building right now saying, man, I can't wait till tomorrow night. I can't night wait till Sunday, come. man. Why is, well, yeah. I, well, we're there on Wednesday night. He's like, I can't wait till tomorrow night when, when they get here and I can see them again yeah, and they yeah, can yeah, talk yeah, to me and yeah. I can talk to them. Uh-uh. And then I'll be so sad when they all leave about 830. But then I'll be happy when they come back on Sunday. No, God is with us wherever we are. See, and Richard, and this is what we got to preach and teach. You know, he, he's in you. He's Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's The Bible says he, in Romans, he's not far from us. The word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. And that's another thing. As you're maturing in the faith, you got to start speaking. Person, when you're going through trials and tribulations, you got to speak what thus said the Lord. I see a lot of Christians, they... Pray the problems and not the promises. They pray their worries and not the word. You got to say what David said this day, the Lord has delivered you into not next week, not next month. He proclaimed a victory. That's what you got to do. You got to say, that's why I tell people, you got to know what God's word said. Cause that's the only thing heaven responds to is the word of God. I was just reading in Peter today. He said, the word of God endures forever and angels hearkening to the voice of the word of God. Guess who? It didn't say angels hearkening to the word of God, to the voice. Guess who gets to give voice to the word of God? We do the children of God, the heirs of salvation. When we speak God's word, angels like, Oh, we're here. Come in. We got to go. Let's go dispatch. But if you ain't never speaking God's word, especially in your trials and tribulations, angels, your angels ain't doing nothing. They on vacation constantly. Well, yeah. No, put them angels to work. Well, and then we just sit there and we just don't believe. You know, worry, <laughs> worry and fear and unbelief all go together. So when we are worried, people don't understand this, I think, sometimes, or at least they don't put it together. When we're worried... What we're really saying is that I don't believe God can do what he said. So I'm worried about my finances. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about whatever it is. To be worried and to be constantly worried is really a sign of unbelief as much as anything else because it's really saying, whether we want to admit it or not, that I don't believe that God can take care of this. I don't, you know, I know he's taking care of a lot of stuff, but I'm not sure that he can take care of this. Thing that we're worried about. And so that's why worry. I know people that just worry about their health. That's all they can talk about. They can't talk about anything else really in life except how sick they are, how how down See? they are, how how they can't believe that God let this happen to them. And No, he said you let it happen to you because you wasn't speaking my word concerning divine healing. Well what and it divine is, health. What it is is as much as anything else is that now okay, so now I I'm having this financial difficulty or whatever. Do I really believe that God says that I will supply all your needs, that I will be sufficient for all your... Do I really believe that? If I do, there's no reason for me to worry because God's going to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. If I don't really believe it, I probably should be worried. And that worry, more than anything else, actually shows the fact that I am not believing God's going to do exactly what God says he's going to well, do. Well, just before we leave, Mark eleven twenty three says, whatsoever things you say, if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things that you say will come to pass, you will have whatever you say. Key word, don't doubt in your heart. So don't doubt God's word. And right now we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. And remember, keep walking by faith.
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.